0: Long talk radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. DJ Clue. That's the storm. The rock, the rock, the rock. This shit right here. This shit right here. The rock Army, the rock army. The rock. The rock. Dang Dame Dash Dang presents, Dang presents, presents the dream, the dream team, team. Niggas, team niggas. Word. Word. Time after time. Shut up, y'all. Yo, this is Dame Dash, the the CEO. Hit <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, welcome y'all to the dream that team. But y'all niggas thought I was going to rap. Never. I'm just a little mad at niggas coming at my neck like my teammate the best in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like we ain't got beans. I'm here, dang i I'm here, power oh, This is your state How I was fit on the crate Listen to tapes Every day a frisk was a state. Takes cuffs, risk it, and rape My mission was straight go go to Visit go go them go states go Near them great Michigan lakes lake. And fuck a bath With my piss on the gate Flip the bird out of flip a bird Switch up my plate I got plans That was better than chill. Now look Nightbird, like Parish, Kevin McHale, Scott, Worthy, Jafar, and Magic, oh my God, it's magic, Isaiah Dumas, I will carve your casting, Phil, Scotty, and Mike, Phil, Shaq, and Kobe, my gas will detach your homies, and I'm friends with thugs, I sell endless drugs, for the rock fam, dog, I extend my love, J. Bleak, Beef, I be crossing the bridge, tossing they wigs, make corpses they kids, Free O. At Mac I'm 95 South, no doubt, Mac Clippin' I stack chips in, I'm sacks fippin' Louis Vuitton loafers, hat drippin' I go retrieve a duck, tell a proceeding stuff I don't just beat my cases, I beat them up My lawyer eat em up, put bars behind me I'm glad they didn't stop that car behind me Shit, it had three felons, gun shooters, no 50 Cal, AC. Stupid joke, don't be stupid though. I can spill a man, i am for real a man, yeah, killer a care. Oh, this black bitch. Rich like him, Everybody's warming, oh my god, it's the newest power forward on the squad. A legacy like Jordan with the mob. That be no for breaking motherfuckers hard. Put Rockefeller a fella on my pinky rang. Fuck a battle, nigga. I'ma get some time. Rollin' with them lords and the folks about the shadows that gon' make a pick gang I represent the mob to the fullest. You don't want it with the brothers on the bullet. But can you on the track of the dream team? I'm gonna be the shit no matter which way you put it. They're the nigga in, I'm gonna go in the zone, taking it to some motherfucker's zones. Cut the stone, rubber rock until I'm gone. my body with lead, cut your clones. Take it to your good, take it to your chance. I'll be one broken when I'm smokin' Then we gettin' stronger, hope you got a bad. Somebody got the max, somebody got some tech. Some of you guys, b got pearl. Legendary we on top of the world. How could you make a think it can be done? Hold it down because we got. Heavy.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Two Sides of the Story presents the Skybox. This is your boy, Chills, and I'm here with my co-host.
2: You know who I am. The most electrifying man in internet radio DCC with Jeff. Yo, that track is hot, though. That track hot, though. I, I like that track.
1: Honestly, honestly, I thought this song would be more fitting for the Skybox. I feel you.
2: I mean, that was a great song. That was a good look right there. I like that right right there. I mean, it was so, when I, uh,
1: Dame Dash presents the Dream Team. I think it was a mixtape or album, but yeah. It was a hot song. Like plus, it was, it was, it was pretty. Yeah, if I mean, that, that, well, that version of it was, nigga, yeah.
2: If you had that nigga DJ Clue, with it was a mixtape.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But plus, I mean, it was the introduction. It was also the introduction of Twister to being an uh, affiliate, affiliate with uh, Rockefeller.
2: Yeah, I like Twister. Twister's twister, a twister bad dude, man. That boy, that boy rap, mad, almost like a tongue twister. But anyway, so we're going to be in that, this you, thing for 90 minutes on, uh,
1: Before we, Yeah, I know, 90 minutes. But you know, that was his original stage name, though.
2: Tongue twister?
1: Yeah, that was his original... His original stage name when he first came out.
2: That makes. Back sense. in the
1: early nineties. Yeah, it was. That makes sense. It was tongue twister. Then he dropped. Then he just went to Twister. And the fact that that nigga used to be skinny as shit. I
2: think we've all had our skinny days, but we're
1: not going to get into that. Oh man, I don't even want to talk about it. Right. My skinny days were high school.
2: <laughs> my skinny oh my god, ten Yo. years ago. But anyway.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much what I me. Mean. But well, yeah, let's really let's get into this. We got we have a lot in store for you, people. we want to kick us off with a uh, quick three though, champ.
2: Well, the first story in the quick three tonight here on this special ninety-minute edition of the Skybox Box has to do with uh, former NFL quarterback Tim Tebow. Tebow. Whoa! Well, right now, his professional football career, he's basically on the sidelines for that. So he's looking to, to venture into a sport that he actually played before as well, which is baseball. Uh, Tebow, according to, uh, agents, uh, to his agents, told ESPN, that uh, Tebow has been in Arizona and Los Angeles training to hone his hitting and outfielding work to uh, get into a sport that he hasn't played full-time since 2005. Uh, at the end of this month, he is planning to hold a workout where all 30 Major League Baseball teams will be invited. Uh, Tebow's football agent, Jimmy Sexton, told ESPN, quote, obviously we support Tim in his pursuit of a baseball career. As we have in all of his all his ventures, uh, he went on to say, "Tim's athletic ability, his work ethic, his leadership, and his competitiveness were evident in football and will show in baseball. Knowing Tim's passion and desire, we won't be surprised by anything he accomplishes." Now, here's a note: Tim Tebow actually turns 29 this coming Sunday, and it seems to be a bit of a stretch that. Tim Sebo could uh, jump into baseball and play professional baseball, whether it be on a minor league or major league level, after he, he hasn't played in over in 11 years. But, I mean, that's what he's trying to do. So, he can't get into football. Uh, he's going to try to get into uh, baseball.
0: Uh,
1: Alright. I, I actually want to comment on that one, but I'm going to let you finish before I actually uh, share my piece.
2: Okay. Well, like I said, like this is his next, you know, goal uh, at a sport because, as you know, with NFL, he didn't want to switch positions to um, linebacker, tight end, or fullback. Um, he wanted to say a quarterback, going to really the same sport in, in this aspect. But yeah, Tim Tebow is looking to to try to get into baseball. Good luck and Godspeed, there, boss. True shirt. What you got to say right.
1: on, uh, on that real quick before we go into the other two stories? What I have to say is one, uh, I'm not going to knock Tio for wanting to get back into sports. I mean, I understand that he still wants to be, that he still, that he still feels that he can be a professional athlete. Now, trying to jump into a sport that you haven't played since your senior year of high school, but of course, there's a lot of rust, but there's a chance that he still might be able to do well in baseball. I mean, at least enough where he can actually make a major league roster. I mean, granted, it is pretty much gearing towards the end of the season, but Bow was still 29. In baseball, 29 in baseball is like 25 in basketball or football, because I mean it doesn't, it doesn't, does I mean it doesn't require as much athleticism from you like the other two sports would. But t- right now, bow was still young. He could at least kick out a good. Seven to ten years, depending on how his body holds up. Also, I think about it like he could have he could he had a chance at football. I mean, not at quarterback. I mean, even though he knew how to win games, but he just didn't have those tools to be a professional quarterback. But he didn't want to play tight end. He didn't want to be a fullback. He didn't he didn't want to be a linebacker. But He would have made a great tight end. I mean, he had height, he has the size, he has good speed. Don't know what his hands were like, but I mean, for a guy who's just trying to make a roster and make an impact to live out to live out part of his dream, I mean, I think he should have took that gamble. But I look I look at a guy like Tim Tibo. I mean, he has a good image, Christian boy, he's he's a great personality. He has that certain look that a lot of TV networks look for. This guy can do anything that he wants to. He has a lot of doors that will open for him. Just because he is still well-known, he has that look that a lot of other forms of entertainment look for, and he's still young. I mean, if Tim Tebow decided to be a model tomorrow, he can get a model modeling gig. He could have stayed an analyst. He could have done so much. Hell, Tim Tebow would be—he could be an agent if he wanted to. I mean, right now Tim Tebow has so many doors that he can open that can lead to some type of success. So, I'm going to just say best wishes to Tim Tebow on his new adventure.
2: Yeah, we'll see what happens. Like I said, he's got that workout at the end of the month. We'll see how it works out. Maybe a team will sign him uh, to a minor league deal. Who knows? But uh, Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But uh, moving on in the quick three, uh, Aqib leave. So everybody remembers uh, back a few mo- a couple months ago, uh, Aqib uh back in June was shot in the leg, suffered a gunshot wound to his right leg. Uh, just a couple days ago, he uh, returned to the practice field on uh, Monday, which was the 12th day of Broncos training camp, and of course, all the questions were thrown at him about that incident that happened down in his hometown of Dallas, Texas, about the shooting incident. Now, remember, everybody remembers that there were so many stories around it that um, he was one of three gunshot wound victims, then uh, sources with air quotes uh, close to him, close to the situation, claimed that uh, Tlaib admitted that he shot himself. And it was one thing that came out of the whole thing was that uh, Tlaib, uh was, in fact, intoxicated and couldn't remember exactly what transpired with the event. Well, given his past run-ins with the law and previous uh, disciplines by the league, NFL uh, officials are looking to go out some sort of punishment to the uh, all-pro cornerback uh, in some form or fashion. Uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter appeared on 104.3 The Fans the Drive in Denver and said that uh, they can expect a, a strong disciplinary response from uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell and company, saying, quote, I remember initially speaking to somebody and we were discussing the situation. We were discussing it in a hypothetical way because we do not know the exact fact of the situation. Uh, he went on to say that you know it's a mystery that the per- and the person he was talking to said well i don't see how this is less than eight games so there is a possibility that a chief to lead could sit out half of this upcoming season because of this this so because of this incident where he uh, pulled a plastic over us and shot himself in the leg. Uh, now, the, the uh, upside to this is that if, if the lead is, in fact, suspended for half of the season eight games, uh, the Broncos have some cornerback depth uh, behind him. Bradley Roby and Kayvon Webster have uh, been doing very well so far in, uh, in these last the first two weeks of Broncos training camp. And if, and they will be able to help weather the storm, that de- help that defense weather the storm, if uh, Tlaib is gone for half the season. So, there is a strong possibility that Aqib Tlaib could be facing an eight-game suspension for the incident where he shot himself in the leg in Dallas, Texas. It is still under investigation by the Dallas Police Department, so Uh, I'm sure that the league will wait until Dallas PD has concluded their investigation before they um, step in with any punishment. Flex a little bird, beat your heart out. Anyway, and uh, Mm -hmm. finally, finally in the quick three, uh, Michael Phelps, one of the most decorated Olympic athletes in the history of U.S. Olympic sports added to his already stellar accomplishments on uh, Tuesday night when he went out and won his 20th and 21st gold medal while also sending a message. Uh, Tuesday night down in Rio de Janeiro during the current summer games that are going on right now, he um, he won the 200-meter butterfly race uh, which is a signature event to get his 20th gold medal, but it was during the post-swim celebration that he made—he he sent a message. He stood up triumphantly in the pool, gesturing with bravado, stone-faced and silent, but he made it known that he'll take on all comers. And then later on that night, he would go on to add his 21st gold medal. Anchoring the four by two hundred freestyle relay, uh, he was the uh, fourth at, of the uh, the team with uh, Connor Dwyer, Townley Haas, and Ryan Locke swimming the first three legs. Um, the uh, so that just adds to his again his stellar 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 um, resume and this continuing to add on to the lore of him being the most decorated athlete in U.S. Olympic history. So congratulations to uh, Michael Phelps adding on to his gold medals and not bad for somebody who had retired after the 2012 game and then came back two years later and now came, comes here and wins two more gold medals. Yeah, well, amazing. That was, you can't already, take nothing from Phelps, though. I watched. I watched his performance in the um, in the 200 meter butterfly. Me and me and the, me and the, me and Whitey watched it live when it happened, and I was definitely cheering on Phelps. Of course, it was, you know USA got to show love to my country and everything, but it was definitely an impressive performance. He did. He did manage to win the uh, relay. I mean, win that that event by I think. uh... Um, four one, four one hundredth of a second so it was near a total finish for, for Phelps to win that that medal but he managed to pull it out and then ended up winning the um, uh, winning in the four or five 200 meter freestyle relay roughly 70 minutes after finishing the butterfly so over an hour after he did the butterfly uh, event He swam in the relay and they ended up winning the relay. So that just shows you how absolutely incredible, uh, this, this kid is. Uh, so yeah. And, uh, yeah, congrats to, to Michael Phelps. And that's, that's it for the quick three for, for this evening. All right. Cool. Cool. That was a great, uh,
1: that was a great quick three. Uh, once again, congratulations to Michael Phelps for getting gold medal number twenty and twenty-one. Damn, you can't—I mean, some things you just cannot stop. <laughs> but since we're on, since we're already on the Olympics, uh, I think we should continue here. Let's go, let's go. Let's see today the U.S. men's. Basketball team were, were actually trailing at halftime to Australia. They came back and won to win their 70, 71st consecutive win. The U.S. men's basketball team is now 81-1 in one under Coach K. Now, Let's let's talk about the uh, women's gymnastics team.
2: They were looking pretty impressive yesterday, dog. I'll say that much. From what I saw, uh, they they looked very good.
1: I mean, let's just talk about how much ass they kicked. <laughs> I mean, what I mean, what's the gold medal count on them now?
2: Uh, I have to look that up. I looked that up. The gold medal count for the women's gymnastics team, or just uh, the USA in general, in this, at this Olympics.
1: Uh, right now, uh, the women's gymnastics team.
2: Okay. I looked that. I looked that up, but uh, like I said, uh, they look very impressive. The little bit that I saw before, they uh, they switched to. Uh, before they switched over to the swimming to swimming
0: um
2: they 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 looked very impressive um, right now the uh US currently only have one one medal in gymnastics and that was from the uh gymnastics team from yesterday uh right now uh Japan they have Two gold medals, and those are their only two medals. Russia has two silver medals. Ukraine has a, has a silver medal. China has two bronze medals, and Great Britain has a bronze medal. Uh, and that's just in gymnastics, period, uh, of both men's and women. So the men haven't uh, gotten up there yet.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I pretty much figured that. <laughs>
2: yeah but um right now the women they still have the uneven bars and the beans uh coming up as well uh there's plenty more exercises and events for gymnastics coming up uh later on in uh later on in the week or through the weekend uh so there's gonna be plenty to go plenty of chances for the u s to to jump out there and see if they can get some
1: you know, get something going here. I'm looking at uh, the current uh, medal leaders. As of right now, USA leads all countries with 31 total medals. China is behind them with 23 and Japan has 18. Overall, Japan and... Oh, shit. Wait, wait. The USA also still leads in overall gold medals. That's great. With 10.
2: We the best. Just saying. Anyway, okay. And
1: there's a three-way tie with the most medals individually with three overall. And Michael Phelps is one, is one of them.
2: Yeah. But here's, sup- here's something else uh to think about is that tomorrow, uh, tomorrow is going to be a history, history going to be a history-making event at the Olympics. Because tomorrow, Thursday, August 11th at 6:30 a.m., the very first tee shot will be hit, and golf will be officially a Summer Olympic sport. Not many people saw that saw that happening, but this year golf will officially become an Olympic sport at 6:30 a.m. tomorrow morning. And, oh wow! Uh, they yeah, they will play from 6:30 a.m. to 3:30 to 3 o'clock p.m. the first round. Uh, they're gonna play uh, three round. Uh, they're gonna play four rounds, uh, like they always do uh, for the men. The men will play four rounds starting tomorrow until Sunday. Sunday will be the final round to determine who wins medals there. And then uh, this coming Wednesday, August the 17th, next Wednesday, the women will tee off and play four rounds um, going into Saturday, August the 20th. So, yeah, like I said, big history-making uh, time there for golf to, to the old one of the oldest sports in, in the world is now an Olympic sport, and there will be a first ever men and women, uh, medal winners in golf. And, uh, if you want to watch the coverage, uh, golf central, like golf channel is going to be all over coverage. I might have to just start looking at golf channel and shit so I can see this, see how the, the format is going to be. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited. As somebody who's a big golf fan like me who plays golf, this is exciting to know that now there's going to be a gold medal, silver medal, and bronze medal winning golfer. Right. I'm, I'm excited about
1: this. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it will be. I mean, it, it's going to be awesome. I mean, we got baseball coming back as an Olympic sport, what, in 2020? <laughs> yep. So, I mean shit, the Olympic Games is really gonna be lit. I mean, I think they're gonna need more than a few weeks to cover it. I mean shit, they might have to take up this like half of the summer for real.
2: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And then one thing about Uh. golf is like golf is so unpredictable. It's such an unpredictable sport and everything like that that it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to tell what country is gonna come out winning medals because a lot of different countries have produced such great golfers. I mean, everybody knows the um, U.S. stance when it comes to golf. They've produced a lot of great golfers. Uh, uh, A lot of countries in Europe, uh, Latin America, Asia, Australia, New Zealand, uh, South Africa. I mean, it's going to be so many. There's gonna be so many spot lines to this and I'm I'm like I said, I'm gonna be definitely keeping an eye out and uh definitely next week for the skybox I'll definitely have a, a a full review of the men's uh, Olympic golf coverage, uh, including who won who and everything like that.
1: No, cool. All right. oh man. Let's go over here and break it off with the rest with the wrestling. Okay, I didn't see Monday Night Raw. So I'm going to need you to talk me through this.
2: Okay, well, Monday Night Raw, I mean, I watched it, but it wasn't a episode that was memorable enough for me to be able to talk through it, but I do remember some parts of it. Um So, Roman Reigns, your boy <laughs> He's, yeah. they, he's getting, he's getting, he's getting that U.S. title push. Kuznetsov um, came out with his wife Lana to uh, celebrate their marriage. They got married uh, last Friday um, out, out in Venice, and uh, I believe it was Venice Beach, California. I know it was out in California. They got married, and they were having a little ceremony at RAW uh, to celebrate. Roman came out, cracked a few jokes. I will say this. Roman Reigns' promo he did this week was actually, like, I actually enjoyed it. And I don't say that very often about Roman Roman Reigns and promos. And a guy is just riding down the street doing a wheelie on his bike. Anyway, sorry. Um, But I don't say that very often about Roman Reigns. I don't say, you never hear me say in the same sentence, Roman Reigns promo enjoyable in the same sentence. But this one was actually kind of enjoyable. He actually showed some personality, and it was actually a pretty de- it was actually a pretty decent promo. Um, it led to Lana getting pushed into some cake and having her face covered in cake and everything like that. And then later on, Rusev would defend the United States Championship against Cesaro, who had already had a match against Sheamus, which was really good, by the way. Uh, and then this match is actually pretty good, too. Uh, Sheamus would end up losing thanks to an interference from Sheamus, and Rusev would retain the United States title, but then as the uh, match end, after the match ended, and as the show ended, Roman Reigns would come out, fear Rusev, and walk away and stand at the top of the uh, entranceway just looking at him as Rusev laid prone on the on the floor after getting speared, and it was announced during Raw that uh, Rusev would defend the United States Championship at SummerSlam against Roman Reigns. So that match was made. Well then, also, oh. also, um also, Sasha Banks. Uh, had a match Against Dana Brooke uh, And the stipulation was If Sasha was to defeat Dana Brooke Then Dan- then uh, Dana Brooke would be banned from ringside For Sasha's women's title Match against Charlotte at SummerSlam However if Dana Brooke Were victorious Then it would be a two on one Handicap match for the women's championship Between Sasha and Charlotte Mean between Charlotte and Dana versus Sasha. Uh, Sasha would get the victory and um, therefore she is now banned from ringside so the match between Charlotte and Sasha Banks at SummerSlam for the Women's Championship will be a straight one-on-one matchup with no Dana Brooke at ringside. So there's that. Uh Steph Rollins was in action. Braun uh, Strowman was in action against another jobber. And that, ma- like, I literally blinked and the match is over. That happened. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, tag team champion, The New Day, had singles action. Kofi Kingston faced off against uh, Luke Gallows in a singles match. And it was announced that. Uh, Gallows and Anderson would get a shot At the WWE Tag Team Championship against uh, The New Day uh, They're playing up the Big E injury Angle and before the Match even happened Gallows and Anderson Had a hilarious Skit where they were Doctors and they Came up they said that Big E suffered A condition called ring post uh, Which caused the <laughs> an injury <laughs> And they they called themselves Dr. Gallo said Dr. Anderson note that it was a play on words because remember in Japan Luke Gallo is known as Doc Gallo but um
1: yeah
2: and then they actually came out to the rig in the doctors in Dr. Doctor robes um, for the match against the New Day um, and it was actually hilarious uh Doc Gallo ended up getting the victory uh, with some help from Carl Anderson and they tried to give. They tried to uh, diagnose Kofi with a case of ring post itis, but uh, Xavier Woods uh, recovered from getting attacked and we chased him off with a chair. So, but it's they're, they're really playing that story, that that one up. There's a poss- I think that there's a possibility that the new days um, the new days tag team run could end at Summerslam to the Gallows and Anderson. I mean. They've already held the championships for 353 days as of today, uh, which is impressive. But uh, I think it ends at SummerSlam. Nia Jack wasn't in action. They just had a little vignette for her. Well, no, Steph Fowles Steph wasn't in action. He came out and cut a promo on Finn Balor about him being the Demon King and all this other stuff. And then um, they had a vignette for Finn Balor where uh, Finn Balor talked about his name and the origins of his name and then said if you want to meet the Demon King, you know, basically say if you want to meet the Demon King, you will. So then they announced that next week for Raw, a week before SummerSlam, uh, Seth Rollins is going to call out the Demon King. So there's a possibility we might get a, a glimpse of the Demon before SummerSlam. So that's something to look forward to. And they announced that uh, Brock Lesnar will be live uh, at Raw uh, prior to SummerSlam. He's going to make an appearance. Uh, And they had a segment with Mick Foley and Daniel Bryan about the whole situation with their superstars invading each other's shows and everything like that. So uh, that's basically the long and the short of it. Uh, Neville and Senkata were a tag team, and they faced off against um, the Dudley Boys. And they got the victory over the Dudley Boys. Um, and that was that. was that And like I said, there were other parts. Oh, and Darren Young had a rematch against Titus O'Neal and beat Titus O'Neill the same way Titus O'Neal beat him the previous week with a schoolboy holding the tights. So, yes. Yeah. But other than that, that's mostly all I remember from Raw. Uh, so we can move on to SmackDown.
1: Yep. Yeah, let's see SmackDown, SmackDown, SmackDown. Smackdown. Woo! Man, okay. Of course, you know, he had the uh, supposed to been match between uh, Ava Marie and uh, Becky Lynch. But of course, she had a a wardrobe malfunction and couldn't compete. So guess who steps up to the plate after Becky Lynch issued the open challenge and cut her promo. Alexia Bliss. Becky Lynch will lose a match to Bliss after a partial interference from Ava Marie. Well, she didn't come close to the ring. She just her music hit, and she just walked and stopped at the top of the ramp. Other mm-hmm. news on SmackDown. Oh, last week uh, we got a well over the weekend we got a uh, a tweet from Shelton Benjamin saying that he will not be returning to the WWE this at this time due to a shoulder injury that he suffered.
2: That hurt my heart, dude.
1: It really did. I mean, I was excited for a week, then a few days later, it just went away. Let's see, America Alpha was in action. I'm trying to think, what else happened on SmackDown? That was oh, oh yeah, we had tag team action. Between yeah, uh, tag team action between Dolph. It was Dolph Ziggler, uh, Dean Ambrose versus Bray Bray Wyatt and Eric Rowan. Oh, uh, team uh, Dolph and Dolph and Dean Ambrose would get the win with the after uh, Dolph pretty much picking up the win for the team, but. He would also catch. You also, oh shit! Damn, what's it? I can't. Damn, I'm I'm trying to. He would also get hit with a long, single on BVC from Ambrose. I'm trying to think, what else happened on SmackDown I that got, was worth talking about?
2: <laughs> well, I like the fact that you know Alpha, American Alpha, was in action, and then you had. All these tag come out—the hype bros, the ball villains, and the ascension. Like, out of all the tag you could have that could they could have put because the third tag team to come out there. the fucking Ascension, those those damn those damn jobbers. Like, them, them have been jobbing since they came up to the damn um, to the damn main roster last like uh, two years ago. And then those, I guess they're trying to at least like make them relevant again. But goddamn.
1: They dropped the ball on their debut. They dropped the ball on them on their debut. I mean, overall, I thought SmackDown was I thought SmackDown was a good show though. I mean, it was, it was entertaining. Then you had oh I forgot my boy he's my boy Heath Slater. I'm starting to like he's he's I'm starting to like Heath now. <laughs> I mean, I, I like this new Heath Slater. I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, yes, he's getting his ass kicked, but he's getting TV time. He's getting mic time. He's cutting he's big promos. the
2: promos.
1: He's letting exactly. things fuck. Exactly. He's cut. He's cut some promos, and now he's starting to get that TV time. I mean, it sucks that he's that he keep uh, having him job or look like shit. Because, I mean, he caught another spear from uh, Rhino, another boar,
0: God, I should say. God, God.
1: But, I mean, honestly, hopefully if they keep it up, I mean, Heath Slater could be a huge star for the WWE. Or at least be a good mid-card star. Because, I mean, he's already starting to get the fans behind him every time he comes out or cuts a segment or anything. Like, he's shown that he has talent, that he has charisma, that he can be entertaining. So if he does get some kind of a push now, I wouldn't be surprised.
2: Yeah, I like that one. I got. I got to check
1: that yeah. out. Yeah.
2: I got to definitely check that. Uh. out. and then I got, and then I got to check out because I'm seeing a lot of posts about uh, the CWC, the, the Cruiserweight Classic, and some good matches. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna definitely check that out. Um, I'm gonna definitely check that out after we go off the air. Uh,
1: yeah, I might do the same.
2: Yeah, you because know, I'm seeing a lot about uh Kota Bushi and, and Cedric Alexander apparently lit the house on fire. I'm definitely gonna see that. Last week though uh, last week though was uh definitely awesome. Uh watching Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, Johnny wrestling. That that match was absolutely like that just it brought a um it brought a thug tear to my eye watching that match.
1: Yeah, I definitely got
2: to. I definitely want to check out the cruise, the uh, cruiserweight classes tonight on the network, and I'm gonna check out NXT. Um, NXT though, they already got two championship matches that are gonna be on off the hook though. Samoa uh, Joe and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura that's gonna light the house on fire, and then a rematch to Oscar and Bailey though. And the fact that Bailey's like, wow. Uh,
1: that,
2: that's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, that's, I ain't going to lie. That's going to be fire. That's going to be well
2: lit. And that's going to take place a couple of days before uh, SummerSlam, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2 uh, at the Barclays Center. I can't wait to watch that, cause that. That TakeOver last year at Brooklyn was off the hook. Off the hook So I can't wait I can't wait to watch that But um I think that's it That's it for wrestling though Alright that's
1: it for wrestling Uh we actually Have to Let's see What's next Oh yes We had two retirements over the past couple of days First Boxer Marcos Mandela Medana announced his retirement. He announced his retirement from boxing. Uh I think shit, he wasn't even that damn old. Yeah, but when you know it's your
2: time, you gotta when it's your time to go, you gotta go.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I'm not gonna argue that.
2: You know, he knew it was his time to go, and he's going out on his own terms. Uh, unfortunately, the other retirement we we're going to speak about, uh, his career is ending not on his terms, and that's that's the one thing in, as an athlete that you hate the most: is that you have to end your career not by your own hand or not by your own choice. You have to end it due to uh, due to injuries. And um, Prince Fielder. The uh, Texas Rangers designated hitter uh, today called it a career um, after 12 seasons in the major league, um, had a two eighty three career hitting percentage with 1,028 RBIs uh, in, over, in over 1,611 major league games with three different teams, the Brewers, the Tigers, and the Rangers. Uh, before neck injuries forced him to um, to retire six time all star three hundred and nineteen home runs, but a neck injury forced his retirement. He gave a very emotional uh press conference today announcing his retirement and like i said it's it's very sad
1: i mean it really was uh Just thinking about both men, though, I mean, Maidana, he actually took some time off from boxing just to pretty much think. He did a lot of thinking and came to the conclusion that he should retire. It's sad because, I mean, these guys were 32 and 33 respectively. Still at the prime of their careers, and it just happened. One went out on his own terms, and the other was forced out by injury. Gentlemen, thank you for your entertainment over these past years. Damn, I mean, I mean, that's just sad, though. Overall, uh, but since we're on two sad some, stories,
2: well, so go before we get into that, here's something. Here's something. To, here's something to think about. Even though um, Fielder's career is ending, um, he is. um, um, Fielder didn't formally retire. He just, you know, uh, apparently. So the Rangers will have to put him on a 60 day disabled list through the regular season, but will have to add him to that 40 man roster each offseason until the end of the contract. Uh, The Tigers 07. Tax of $6 million a year as part of their, uh, the deal he signed in 2013, and the Rangers are responsible for the remaining $18 million. so about half of their liabilities be covered by disability insurance. So this man is going to get paid $24 million a year for the next four years, well, the next three years, through 2020. So He's gonna be taken care of, but I'm sure he'd much rather be playing than uh, than you know sitting at home getting that 24 million a year. But he, I mean, it's a good trade off. I will say that.
1: Yeah. This team going out broke.
2: But you said we had some some sad news and. You told me this earlier today as we were prepping for the show, and I was at work, and this this like really shocked. Me. This like really, really shocked me. One of the one of the losses we were to talk about really shocked the hell out of me.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, that was just a little blow. Uh, 2016 isn't taking any prisoners, but uh, the first loss I want to talk about is actually from. From uh, the University of Arizona, their football team. Um, Their office of of lineman, Zach Miller, died Sunday night or early Monday. Cause of death is still not known. Uh, Arizona football coach Rich Rodriguez was joined by Arizona Athletic Director Reg Bine, who said, Zach, at the age of 22, passed away in his sleep last night. We were notified this morning. Um, buying and Rodriguez notified the team. We lost a great young man. Rodriguez said, everyone in our program is hurting. I don't know any of the details. And the sad part is Rodriguez said he saw Zach Sunday night, and spoke after a meeting. Those who didn't know, Arizona, the Chandler, uh, Chat Chandler, Arizona native, played all thirteen games last season with six starts. He was competing for a starting center job. The Wildcats opened the season September third against BYU in Glendale, Arizona. Rest in peace, young man. Damn, twenty two. Shit. And the other loss actually comes from ESPN and the world of sports. Now, earlier today, ESPN analyst John Sanders passed away. Those who heard of uh, Sanders, he was with ESPN for nearly 30 years. He has been an analyst for college football, basketball, hockey, (laughs) And he's also anchored for SportsCenter I mean, just That tragic news was just Like, wow Because, I mean, this was actually one of the many faces In SportsCenter, one of the most recognized And known faces From ESPN Man I'm just wanna say two thousand sixteen is taking no prisoners. I don't even say I don't even see where it says cause of death, but shit.
2: Yeah. Well, rest in peace to them, I They just said he was he, just, he was
1: feeling very sick over the weekend.
2: Well let's let's have a moment of silence for, for those two uh we get two hours who have been taken from us. One taken way too young and one taken far too suddenly. Rest in
1: peace, gentlemen. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, and Now let's go ahead and move on to the NFL. This past weekend was the NFL Hall of Fame ceremony, where the new cl- the class of 2016 was inducted. You had Barbara Harrison, wide receiver of the Indianapolis Colts. You also had a guy who should have possibly, well, I'm not even going to say possibly, a guy who should have been in. Former Oakland Raiders quarterback, Ken uh, Snake Stabler. Like, seriously? Y'all went to this man dies for him to go in. I mean, y'all didn't talk shit about this man's career in his image since he's retired. But now all of a sudden, oh, he passed away now. Now's a good time to put him in. Okay. Okay. Okay, Paul of Fame. Also, <laughs> Oh, shit. We had the uh, former owner of the San Francisco 49ers. Big Ed
2: himself. Hey, the Barlow Sting. doing here?
1: Honestly, I thought he should have been in. I mean, you can say what you want about this guy, but he is responsible for, he is part responsible of the. San Francisco 49ers dynasty. You can't take nothing from this guy. I mean, he brings in Bill Walsh, and they built that team through the draft mostly. I mean, you draft Joe Montana. You know, I think they got him what third round. Then they draft Jerry Rice. They put peace. Well, they are. They had the white clock already. They bring in Roger Craig. I mean, they put so many pieces. I mean, shit, they brought in they bought so many pieces.
2: Yep. They brought in Ronnie. Not. I mean,
1: they brought in, had, Knot.
2: I mean, he, they brought in man, a lot of I mean, pieces. He's like make you can't that. Break it out. <laughs> and then on top of that, so many you many also, And then you also have to think about the history of this class. Uh, Tony Dungy become the first African-American head coach to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Now, this man was a defensive genius. Uh, he, he you know, he did okay work with Tampa Bay, but it was Tampa Bay. But then he went to Indianapolis, won a Super Bowl, became the first African-American head coach to win a Super Bowl, uh, and an you know, uh, analyst for NBC. And, yeah, he now he's in the Hall of Fame, well-deserved for him. I'm, I'm
1: not. I'm not going to be down. Uh, what he did in Tampa Bay, because he took that franchise to the highest point that it's been. I mean, yes, they had success in the '80s, where Joe Gibbs was a coordinator there. Well, actually, late '70s to early '80s, before Joe Gibbs left to go to come to DC, they had success there, but Tony Dungy made Tampa Bay what they. Ended up becoming. He brought in. He drafted players like Warren Sapp, Rondae Barber. Work done. They already had John John Lynch. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Oh, Derrick Brooks. Can't forget him. Derek Brooks, all <laughs> I mean, of them. He favor. built that. Derek he Brooks. built that defense. Remember, he gave all well
2: an of identity. Famers. Hey, 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 chills! Remember when you say names like Derek Brooks and Warren Sapp, you got to put some respect on their names. They are hall of famers. Hall of famers. Yeah, you're right. Derek they are hall, hall, hall of famers. Warren Sapp. Put some
1: respect. Even, on even though, even though, even though Sapp is like, uh, he ain't doing too well nowadays. But yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, but you still got to put some respect on his name
1: though. Yeah.
0: He need to He
1: need to put some. On. He need. He need to put some respect on his own name and stop uh trying to fuck
2: hoes
0: <laughs>
2: True, I I will give you that. That is very true. That is very very. It
1: It is what it is.
2: Dungee but Dungy definitely did. He did. So he did some things in Tampa Bay, and then he went to Indianapolis with Peyton Manning and bought bought Indianapolis the Super Bowl, which is awesome. Um, so it was well deserved He got into the Hall of Fame But I think the highlight One of the highlights of the Hall of Fame You can't forget Kevin Green got in But the, one of the highlights was the speech given by uh, Brett Barb Who was inducted into the Hall of Fame It was a very emotional speech uh, That he gave After his uh, I mean, wife Introduced him uh, Introduced him into the Hall of Fame uh, It was a very emotional speech For a man who who did a lot. He broke records. Um, was one of the most durable players uh, in the NFL in a sport where it's, it's almost non-existent to be durable. He was one of the most durable. I mean, he played through hurt. He played pretty much in almost every game. He played into. He started. Uh, so for him to go into the Hall of Fame definitely was well-deserved, um, and he definitely left a lasting impression on uh on the Hall of Fame. But wow. I think the other I think the other lasting impression on this weekend in the Hall of Fame was the Hall of Fame game that happened on Sunday. Oh wait. Oh wait. Wait,
1: wait. Wait. Wait, wait. What was it for the game again?
2: The Hall of Fame that Hall of Fame game on Sunday was wait, wait.
1: Wait. Wait, 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 wait. 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 Did the Colts win or did the Packers win? Oh, no, hold up. Wait, no, no. I mean, It was a tie. I don't...
2: Did... It was a tie because the game didn't happen. For those of y'all who don't know, the game was cancelled because the field was fucked up.
1: Okay, okay. Um You <laughs> you remember this category this uh segment of the show we used to ha that we haven't done in a while?
2: Show card of the week. Okay. <laughs>
1: Honestly, I wasn't. I was not going to do it, but I wasn't going to do it for the simple fact that people have complained over the past years that there are too many preseason games, and there's a it that creates a high risk of players getting hurt, which you which you, we we have seen in the past few seasons. However. However, the one preseason game that you cannot cancel is the Hall of Fame game. How is that possible? I mean, NFL, y'all had all this time to make sure that the field was ready. It ain't like y'all dealing with any type of snow or anything. It's not like y'all dealing with any type of messed up weather you guys are in, fuck, it's August. You're telling me y'all could not, could not, with all the time that you had to make sure that the field was ready for the game before, an hour before game time. Like, I mean, did nobody check the field out earlier during the day? Did nobody, anyone look at the field? to make sure that was playable. I mean, this is a field that gets used, what, once a year? If that?
2: Yeah, and apparently well, paint yeah, once a year. made it impossible. Yeah, paint made it impossible for them to play on that field. Uh, the field paint boiled over. Uh, according to Deadspin, the paint, the field paint boiled over and, quote, became a hyper-sticky epoxy that would have made playing football impossible. Uh the NFL and the NFL Players Association have released a joint statement uh, two minutes before 9 o'clock uh, about the cancellation, and it was uh, released out via uh, Pro Football Talk saying, quote, due to safety concerns, with the condition of the playing service in Canton, tonight's game between the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts and the Green Bay Packers has been canceled. We are very disappointed for our fans, but player safety is our primary concern. And as a result, we could not play an NFL game on this field tonight. And there's actually a picture that I'm looking at of a bunch of fans still in the stadium who did not know ahead of time that there was going to be no football game. Like, this is definitely a black eye on on the league, that your Hall of Fame game, which is supposed to be the unofficial official kickoff, to football for the 2016-2017 for did not happen. This is a big black eye.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, then. Well, anywho, since there was no Hall of Fame game this past Sunday, NFL preseason actually kicks off tomorrow now. Tomorrow night. Yes,
2: indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Football is back.
1: Our Washington Redskins will host, will play the Atlanta Falcons at 7 p.m.
2: I have a rant. You mentioned a rant. Oh, I know you do. I have a rant. I, did. I know whatever, you, whatever you ready I'm actually it. looking
1: at something that can That can actually That will actually surprise you with your rant Because right now I'm looking at the ESPN Preseason power rankings And guess where ESPN ES, I mean not ESPN but com Has ranked the Redskins Where 12
2: You know what? I can, I can they, accept that. I can accept that. They ranked
1: the Redskins twelve. They actually, moved, can, they actually moved them up one.
2: I can Cause accept that. Because at first they were 13th.
1: Now they're up at twelve. That means they, they'll still be a playoff team.
2: <laughs> exactly. That's what, what I'm from. saying. I can accept that. Number 12 out of 32 teams, I can accept that. That's fine. But, yeah. I, can, I, can, I, can I go into my rant? Or do I, can I wait?
1: Hold on, I actually actually want to read the article that they had for this, though. If Ryan Kerrigan and Preston Smith go off, this Redskins team could be damn good. Washington fans on Twitter grew tired of the negative Nancyism regarding the running game. I've I've changed. Dreamless injury certainly doesn't help matters. However, Smith's South rookie campaign flew under the radar with most football writers. pros are nothing. Every time I see Rayskins Hall of Famer, uh, okay, Chris, oh, Hamburger. And he's sporting top sliders. I mean, honestly, this is something I said once uh, Junior Gillette went down. Preston Smith will pick up that slack. I mean, for a guy who didn't start all 16 games last year, barely played, he still led all rookies with eight sacks. If he can do eight sacks and not even play the entire season, imagine what he can do with a full 16 coming off the opposite side of Ryan Carey. I mean, it's like ESPN is dogging us while while the NFL.com and NFL Network are actually giving us a little bit more respect <laughs> Now go ahead Kick off your rant
2: Okay So uh, Earlier this week On uh, During NFL's uh, During NFL Network's Training camp coverage Keith um, Evans And uh, some other jabronis, whose Name I can't remember is um, not uh, important. Gave a, huh?
1: I say he's not important.
2: Right. They were they were given their predictions on the Redskins' schedule for this season, and these two ass clowns figured that the Redskins are going to have a seven-game losing streak during the season and finish the season uh, three wins like three wins less than what they got last season. They figured the Redskins were going to finish 6-10 on the season, which would most likely have them missing the playoffs. So I saw that, and all I could think of was this. Keith Evans, what in the burgundy and gold hell have you done in your career to have any kind of opinion that should matter? that you would sit here with that other jabroni who, who I only know him as he, made, he contributes to fantasy fucking football. And y'all think y'all have an opinion about a team who last season, with less pieces than they have now, managed to win the division and finish the season two games over 500, And you're thinking that this season they're going to finish four games under 500? Are you freaking kidding me? How dumb do you have to be? And the fact that they think that they're going to lose to teams like the Cleveland Browns, nigga. are you kidding had,
1: me? Wait, 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 wait. Cleveland was one of our wins. Oh, okay. Here's, right, the okay.
2: Right. Me, here's, here's the part that
1: kills me, though. Here's the part that actually got to me, though. Okay. okay. They had the risk in losing to the Dallas Cowboys, who are without half their damn team for the first 10 games. Only because they figured that the Cowboys will have a healthy Tony Romo. First of all, the Redskins have beaten a healthy Tony Romo through the years. Let's not forget that. Secondly, the Cowboys at this point don't have anyone on defense. Randy Gregory won't be there. Marcus Lawrence won't be there for the first four games. Jalen Smith won't be, there for the first, won't be there for his rookie season, which is supposed to be this year. R- Rolando McClain won't be there for the first 10 games. Derrick McFadden is out for the, this entire season. They're not 100% sure about Zeke Elliott. And honestly, I got a feeling they lost somebody else. I just can't think of him right now. But this team is banged up already. Well,
2: look, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the video right now because I posted it in our group. T S O T S possesses yes, yeah, okay. Now the first four games, they got us losing the first two at home to Pittsburgh and Dallas. Then they got us beat on the the fact Giants, that... they beating the Cleveland. Then they got us losing his, to Baltimore. I don't huh? mean to touch you
1: off. I don't mean to touch you off, champ. Last yeah. time I checked, the Washington Redskins only lost, what, two games at home last year?
2: Exactly.
1: And you have them losing the first two games at FedEx this year. Come on now. Stop, Stop it. Stop it. Stop
2: it. Right, I'm looking at this now. I mean, they got us. This is my rant, still. still. Right, they got us losing the Baltimore. They got us losing to Cincinnati. They got losing the to, to, to fucking Minnesota of all teams. Like, fucking Minnesota. Like, Minnesota's not that good of a team. And we're going to lose to them? Okay?
1: Minnesota might be a wild card because, I mean, that defense was stout last year. I mean, plus, I mean, they still got Adrian Peterson, who still is in great shape. The only thing that is lacking on that Vikings team is their ability to pass the ball. <laughs> I mean... Elliot Harrison,
2: if, Elliot Harrison is that Javroni's name. Like I said, he ain't, he ain't playing football, but yeah, he thinks he knows something about football. Fuck out of here. I mean, his career...
1: I mean, Heath Evans' career highlight is a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, and he probably didn't even play. Fuck out
2: of here. Heath Evans. I don't think he played. I never, I mean, liked, I never liked Heath, Heath, Heath Evans. I never liked yeah, him I, as an analyst on NFL Network. Never liked now shit.
1: <laughs> I didn't like him as a player. I didn't like his bum ass as a player. Like, come on now, 579 rushing yards, 3.5 is your rushing average, 57 Fucking receptions, fuck. 439 fuck. receiving yards, eight total touchdowns in 143 games played, and those are his career stats.
0: I mean, I understand that
1: he's a fullback; that he's supposed to be a mostly a blocking fullback. But there are guys like Darrell fuck. Young who had better who had better numbers than this. Hell, Mike Austin had numbers like this his rookie year.
2: Fucking Bob. Hey, Locking another bomb. one
1: of those. And, and speaking of, that's one of those, another one of those great guys that uh, Tony Dungy brought in. But you know.
2: <laughs> fucking bum. And he has the nerve to sit here with a straight face along with that other that that non football playing fantasy football playing Jabroni and say that the Redskins are gonna be sick and ten. You gotta be fucking kidding me. No respect I it. given to the team that won a division and won what, five straight to end the season? Four, Including what straight. three
1: straight on the road?
2: Exactly. I mean, I, and only I, lost okay, two I, games at home. Went six and two at home, and you're th- and you're sitting here and telling me they're going to lose more than two games at home this year? Nah, I no. We don't believe you. You need more people.
1: Okay, okay. Remember how I said that uh, Mike I had like more more uh had better stats in his rookie year than Heath Evans had in his entire career? Yeah. So I'm looking at. Mike Oscott's rookie year. In all 16 games that he's played, in 1996, he had 65 receptions for 557 yards with an average of 8.6 per reception. His longest reception was 29 yards with three touchdowns. And that's just receiving. Rushing, 96 attempts, 377 yards average per average per carry 3.9 longest carry 39 yards three touchdowns so the only only stat that Heath Evans has throughout his whole career over Mike Altstat rookie year is he has two more touchdowns for his career than Altstat has for his entire Rookie season. Is that bad or nah?
2: Fucking bum.
1: Pretty much. I'm just saying though. I mean, like, matter of fact. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me be an ass one more time. Okay, let's see. Okay, wait, wait, wait. That's not the one I was looking for. Oh.
2: I just, I couldn't believe that, that disrespectful bullshit. I just couldn't.
1: I mean, I'm not surprised. I I mean, you know, know, people don't want to give us any type of credit for anything. Yeah. Okay. 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 Where we at? Where we at? career highlights. Oh damn. Okay. At this point, former Washington Redskins The real Young has actually has seven rushing TDs and six receiving TDs, and he's on, and he's about to enter his fifth season.
2: Yeah. Fucking bum. 432
1: <laughs> receiving yards And rushing 185 fucking Oh and he bum. also has 40 receptions But yeah um, Heath Evans you are a fucking bum
2: well, speaking The shit of I the took this
1: morning The shit that I took This morning Well the two shits I took this morning are Could possibly Become a better fullback than you ever were. Okay. I mean, you suck <laughs> as a player. You suck as a fucking analyst. And this is not even the fact that you dogged the shit out of my team. I mean, every time I see you on TV, I just got like, why are you on NFL networks? You belong I died, with some low-budget shit. I died quite shit. a bit on the inside. I
2: died quite a bit on the he inside belongs, when I
1: he belongs on some low budget type shit. Put him on like an off brain of, of Comcast Sportsnet or some shit. Put him on, have him be an analyst for fucking local, local high school games or something.
2: Put him on. Yeah, he probably won't even do that right. That fucker won't even do that right.
1: Put him I'm in a Pop Warner circle. Let him call some Pop Warner games.
2: But you know what? Speaking of the Redskins, it appears that uh, Matt Jones is definitely embracing his new role as the as a starting quarter as a starting running back for this team. Um, you know, now that Alvin is, is is in, in, in enemy territory, uh, Matt Jones is now the starting running back. He's been he's been tearing it up um, in training camp. I'm liking I'm liking what's going on here with with Matt Jones. I I like what he did during his rookie year, and I like the fact that um, he's. I mean, I just I just like what we're going to be what, what we what we got in him. I mean, there's a lot going on with Redskins training camps that I'm really really excited about. Matter of fact, I actually have actually found an article on NFL.com apparently of all places about. um, the five things learned from rescue training camp so far. Um, they wrapped up in uh, Richmond earlier this week, or yesterday actually. Uh, they're, they've flown into Atlanta, and they will be facing the Falcons uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Josh said, here are the five things that they learned. Josh Norman and Rashad Breeland have a chance to form one of the best cornerback duos in the NFL. Um, uh, so, there you go. All that talk about him getting burnt, he said it. We said, it. hold your horses. And now even NFL.com is saying, hey, they have a chance to be, to have a, a, a great quarterback battle. Uh, Deshaun Jackson-Speed still makes him one of the best goal route runners in the league. That's, yeah. Uh, Redskins offensive tackle Trent Williams hasn't been ruled out of the uh, tomorrow's game against the Falcons, Uh, but he did not take part in team drills the final two days of training camp, Uh, but he will travel with the team. Jordan Reed was held out of practice with a thumb injury, and he will not play on Thursday. Uh, Matt Jones, like I mentioned, making a good impression, being the number one running back of the team. Uh, And finally, there were a couple of scuffles that broke out um, between the offensive and defensive line on Tuesday, which in order to tell you that teams are ready to hit the line.
1: Um, I'm glad that we're still on football, though, because, one, Keith Marshall, from what I've heard, Keith Marshall was killing it. And now I actually want to go on to... Joey Bosa for those who know Joey Bosa still has not signed his contract with the San Diego Chargers he is still holding out trying to get a uh, trying to get a ridiculous deal I mean he wants a first year option and some more shit like here's my problem with this first of all Joey Bosa who in the fuck do you think you are? I understand it's okay to command with your, it's okay to know your worth, but what is your worth in the National Football League when you haven't taken a single snap? What is your worth when you haven't proven anything? Right now, you're looking like a freaking bust. Honestly, at this point, like, dude, you were the third overall pick. You're going to get a nice contract. Take your ass to training camp. Stop trying to get. Stop trying to get something that's unreachable, and unrealistic. You you were drafted at number three, and you weren't even the best player coming off the board. You might have been the. Third or fourth best player, but you weren't, weren't the best player come off the board. If I'm the San Diego Chargers, I don't know how much longer I would try to continue to reach out to this because as of right now, for the simple fact that he hasn't signed, meaning I don't owe him anything, that he possibly can't count against my salary cap. I mean, I will possibly look at trying to get rid of this guy off my team because apparently he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to play here. He doesn't want to take that top three player money.
2: Here, here's my problem with that. Here's my problem with that. I mean, the NFLPA and the NFL negotiated a new CBA where rookies can only make for so much uh, off their rookie contract. So for him to hold out. Thinking that he can get more than what he should get, it's asinine to me because you can only get for so much, and that's that's it. That's all. There's nothing else to it. You need to pick where you can get, play, and you know get his you know get his three or four years, earn a higher contract down the line. Period. Don't like don't sit here and try to get big money. When you haven't, when you're just coming into the league, that's stupid. You already are alienating yourself from your team by holding out like this, um, and not being in training camp. You're already leaving yourself uh, well behind the curve by sitting out. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get out there and play, and earn the big money contract years down the line after you've had your time in the league. Period.
1: Yeah. I think he's just been a a dumbass. But since we are down to less than five minutes, let me go ahead and kick off my rank. This might take a little bit longer, but oh well. My rank doesn't have nothing to do with football. I'm actually going to go back to the women's gymnastics team and all these attacks on Gabby Douglas's hair.
2: Four years later we're back to this
1: again. Exactly. Like here's, here's the part that blows me. It's funny how black people can overlook one person when they're trying to when they're chasing their dream and doing something with their with their lives to point out stupid shit that's wrong with them. Like, first of all, she's an athlete. Athletes sweat. Female athletes sweat out their hair. Hell, regular women split out their hair. But for all these people to bring her down and to attack her because her hair was not up to par to what they think it should be, go to hell. Who in the fuck are you to throw stones at someone who's doing something with their lives? This is why other races look down, frown upon African Americans because we do more to harm and hold back each other than other races do. Here's an example of that. Instead of supporting our own when they are in their moments of greatness, we find things to say about them that are negative and try to break them down instead of focusing on the big picture. The big picture is not her hair. It's the fact that she's in the Olympics, that she has a chance to make history, that she is out here representing this country and our race. That's the big picture. And it it really saddened. It really makes me sad. That that we really, really hold back our own. Like I mean, that crab mentality, that crab mentality is real. And it's funny how all these, all these people going around, always asking why when our own make it, they don't give back to what they feel as though that they should give back to. Here's why. Because when I was succeeding or tried to succeed, it was you all throwing stones at me at everything that I've done. It's you throwing stones at me because my personal appearance wasn't up to par to your standards. It's you who tried to hold me back from achieving my greatness because I had the will and the talent to go after my dreams. I had the discipline to do it. I didn't sit around on my ass and do nothing with my life. This is why black lives should really matter. And I'm not talking about just about white or black crime. Black lives should matter beyond a black person losing his life to a cop or a person out of color. Black lives should be should matter in us supporting our own. It should matter of us actually caring about our own, not trying to drag our own down. Uplifting and supporting our celebrities and making sure and making sure that they know that they, oh, look, look, let me rephrase that, and not to beat them down when they're out there representing us. That's what Black Lives Matter really means. It's deeper than losing lives. It's about actually supporting our own and not trying to break it down and hold it back. That's my problem that I have with all these attacks on Gabby Douglas. She is out here doing her thing, and she's getting getting shots because of her hair? Are you fucking serious? Out of anything else, you want to attack her hair because she sweated it out? Y'all want to talk, females want to talk about her edges? Well, y'all going to talk about her edges, but can any one of you stinky-ass bitches get one? any of those fucking beans, rings, or whatever? Can any of y'all do an actual floor exercise that doesn't involve a fucking stripper pole? Or twerking? Can y'all actually do half the shit that she does? No? That's what I thought. Stop doing this shit. Quit it with the crack mentality. Instead of trying to break her down, build her up. Get behind her. Stop hating our own. No other race does that except for African Americans. And honestly, I'm fucking sick of it. Y'all need to to do a lot fucking better. And I'm not fucking playing. Gabby Douglas, continue being great, boo. I am a fan of you, a fan of yours. Don't let, not let people bring you down. Continue to pursue your dreams. Continue to be great. Your straps to be the greatest. Okay, I'm done. There we go. Good, 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 good. Very
0: good. Well, y'all, yeah, it's been it fun.
1: Oh, okay, we're actually past time now. About, what, two minutes?
0: Yeah.
1: This Well, this has been an interesting episode of Two Sides of the Story Presents the Skybox. We will be back here next Wednesday night, and every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Central, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, tomorrow night. But of course, you know the the man, DC's People's Champ, will be back on the air with his Mike Check family to host another episode of Mike Check. Then tune in this Friday night for another episode of His and Hers. But of course, you already know we got our Facebook groups, our Twitters, our IG, and our own own fan page for two sides of the story. Any, any other words, champ?
2: I think we pretty much. Set, I think we you know said it all. I guess it's time to just go to bed.
1: Yeah, it is that time. It is about that time. Uh, yeah, because my eyes are starting to get real heavyish. Well, it's been real, y'all. Uh, again, good night. We'll see you next week. And I just got a text saying that my rant was fire or yeah. fired, or shots fired, or trying to understand that. But yeah. <laughs> but uh shout out to Lady T, the newest member of Two sides of the Two Sides of the Story family. I know she's listening because I see her number on the screen. Um she will actually be joining you in a bishop on mic check. Are you ready for that?
2: Hey, ready, ready, willing and able.
1: That's what's up, that's what's up. But uh yeah, uh we are Passed out of time, y'all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, uh, you can always check. You can always check for all episodes of the Skybox and all Two Sides of the Story shows at www. productions dot com, or you can also download download our app. Two sides of the two sides. Of The story productions the app is available on Apple, Google Play, and for those who have still have Blackberries, you can download it from there too. I think it's also available on Black Market, but uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's been real, y'all. Good night.